Hello and welcome again to another episode of Cracking Furfies, where if you've listened to any of the other ones, you know the drill. We crack some furfies, we talk some shit, and we have a good time. Joining me this week as Big Daddy Drew, Podcast Daddy, still on his honeymoon. Uh, we have Tom McRobert back again, and we have a special guest appearance this week from a good friend of ours, Michael Bedson. How are you, Michael? Good. Hello, friends. It's not lovely to have you here. So, what's been? It's lovely to be here. You're also stuck in this Victorian lockdown with me. How's that been going? Well, it's it is what it is, to be completely honest. But yeah, you know, I don't want to bring us down. No, this no. is about having a good time, this chat. Well, I mean, we spent the first 20 minutes of the last episode complaining about lockdowns he's and like, restrictions. He's like the better side of me. Yeah. I don't want to focus on that. Yeah, I figured I, I read the uh, I read the blurb of the previous one just so I knew exactly what I was getting myself into. And I saw that it was like, we chat about lockdowns again in those prefaces. I'm like, mm, maybe we steer away from it. I don't know. Yeah, so we we have definitely done that more than once. So probably for the best that we don't get too into that. And what about you, my friend Tom? How have you been? I've been good. Um, I've been filling my time with a bit of bit of cheeky streaming lately. I have and, seen um, that. I, I've opened up a game recently called Psychonauts Two that came out, I believe, yesterday, and it is it is a trip. It is. It's far out there, and uh, I don't want to give too much away, but halfway through playing today's episode, I noticed that one of the characters was voiced by Jack Black. Oh, really? That's actually really cool. It I is, remember playing that game Brutal Legend back on Xbox 360 <laughs> where he was the main character in it. That game was amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been seeing you getting about doing some streaming. I've been meaning to get back into it as well myself, but I've been very busy trying to organize stuff for my move and it's still in my head in trying to get this border crossing stuff sorted. But, you know, that's a, another conversation for when we're not having fun. <laughs> Big Daddy tonight, Wallace is coming home. But tonight, coming back to us. We are having yeah, you fun. You say that coming back to us, Tom. You mean it's <laughs> moving away from me, you selfish man. Yeah, well. <laughs> Yeah, as I said, tonight we are having fun, which means we're finally doing this with each other. Oh, No, I'm a little bit of sacrilege. I don't actually have any beer, but, you know, I'll crack my wine bottle instead. <laughs> well, that'll do, because neither of us are actually drinking beer. The podcast is called Kraken Furfies, but I'd say probably maybe 50% of the time one of us has an actual furfy, so it's no big deal if you don't. I'm currently drinking bourbon. <laughs> And I'm drinking bourbon that you left at my house a long time ago. <laughs> yes. Just wanted to put this sound effect in there. Just the... Oh, beautiful. Ooh. Very crisp. I love it. What a what, pour. What kind of wine are you drinking, if I may ask? So I am drinking a family special that was given to my grandfather by his best friend because he just bought some, you know, second grade grapes and then just fermented them in a barrel that's probably 40 years old and covered in dust. <laughs> uh, it's a 2010 rosé, and it, we call it the Ralph Special because it's made by a man called Ralph Zanello. I like now, it. I remember I asked you the same question. You've told me about this wine once before, and you went on that same sort of spiel. Say, spiel. And when you got to the end, I expected you saying like, "Oh, it's this family-made thing. It's one of our friends. He made it himself, and it was and it's delicious." But instead of saying it's delicious at the end, you said, nah, it, tastes "It tastes like, like shit." shit. <laughs> 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 oh, 
minutes. Oh, that's amazing. You get about halfway through the bottle, you pour a bit of honey in, you shake the hell out of it, and it gives you a really nice flavor. But aside <laughs> from that, standalone, neat, it's not so neat. <laughs> you don't have it on the rocks, so you don't really do that with wine, do you? I don't know anything about wine. It'd probably be better on the rocks anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my relationship with wine on the rocks ever since when I was 15 and used to drink a lot of goon. <laughs> Oh, the fruity Lexia days. Oh, fruity Lexia, the five liter cask from from Slipshot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah, so I guess you guys, well, Michael, I know you wouldn't have been getting up to much. Tom, I know you just had your MRI on your knee. How did that go? Uh, Well, still waiting to find out the results. I go hopefully back into the doctors tomorrow and see what kind of treatment and all that kind of stuff but hopefully i'm optimistic i think it'll get sorted pretty quickly and then i can get get back to lifting some iron and erecting some sheds <laughs> did they tell you like do you know what it actually the the damage is yet or are you still waiting on that as well i have a funny feeling from the diagnosis the doctor gave me pre-mri that it's going to be a tear in the lateral side of my left knee the the cartilage, the meniscus. So I've had ah. meniscus removed from the medial side, which is the interior. Uh, I had that done about two or three years ago. And um, I think it's just, you know, old age is catching up to me and I'm wearing <laughs> down and they're going to have to cut this other side out. Fair, oh, that's just, just cut all of your just, cartilage out. Let it rub. <laughs> oh, just, just get rid of the knee. <laughs> Just, uh, just asking for future reference, Tom. Is this something that you know becomes of a dad at a certain age, lifting all those kids? You just get a bit of knee problem, or I think so. Um, it's you know, I think all the 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 weight I carry around from being just an absolute fucking legend is really bearing down on me. That it's all the weight you carry from having that big head, you egotistical prick. <laughs> yeah, no, it could yeah, be. I've got, be. I've got three kids, two boys, and immodesty. <laughs> it also could be the weight from my big head and not being able to fit through the door. <laughs> a lot of damage trying to pull it through. The head's so big, you had to upgrade your door frames. Exactly. Get that double Man. space. <laughs> Just attack it with a saw and do a like semicircle on the top. <laughs> Let's not be greedy. Uh, what about you, Daddy Ash Wallace? What, what's what's going on with oh, you? Yeah, no, not not a great deal. Just. You know, still working all the time. I've been trying to sort out, as obviously I'm trying to get get this old old body as well back out of lockdown and back into South Australia where it belongs. And you know, it's just it's very difficult at the moment. The the South Australia's just hard closed their borders to Victoria, which is making it very difficult. I understand why they did it. it they obviously want to keep Delta out as whatever it takes, but it's still annoying. It makes it so hard. Yeah. But hopefully it will get that sorted. That's mostly what I've been doing, just work and trying to sort that out. I have to buy myself some form of car as well because I don't actually have a car. I've just got a work van, which obviously I won't be able to take once I finish up at my job, and I need to get all my stuff back. So I'm looking at buying like a reasonable size four-wheel drive, like a dual-cab ute. So that's going to cost me a lot of money, and then I'm trying to sort all this out as well, and I don't even know if my application will be approved yet. Oh, pardon me. Drinks are already I still think you me. should... You should you should definitely uh, follow my suggestion and the link that I sent will give you a good <laughs> car. I swear. 
For context, I, I, anybody that's listening, Michael, when I told him I was looking for cars and I said I might get a van just because so I can transport all my shit, he sent me this link that was just this... I don't even remember what it was, like a Renault traffic or something. It was you were like, after a van. I sent you a link for a van. I think it was like burgundy, the colour, and it was... Like it looked like it had fallen off of a cliff. It had had <laughs> been a very serious accident. It and looked like it had rear-ended a semi, and half the top is just like completely concaved into the rest of the van. It dam. looked like it had rear-ended a planet. That thing was <laughs> <laughs> had had a bad time. It had I been like run it. over by a fucking navy ship. <laughs> All right, so. This is the point of the podcast where we get on and we start trying to crack some furfies. Now, Michael, you listened to last week's episode, so you know roughly what's going on, but we'll still get... I think we'll have Tom go first this time. Ooh. And you can go either second or third, however you feel. And yeah, we'll go from there. But yeah, at this point, we'll feed each other some news articles. Two of them will be real, one of them will be fake, and it's up to the others to try and guess which one's the falsy. So, Tom, whenever you're ready. All right. So, my first story I have for you is legendary skateboarder teamed up with drinks manufacturer Liquid Death to make a limited edition run of boards. Liquid Death? Is that alcohol or is that like an energy drink that gives you heart attacks? Uh, I think... I'm not sure. I didn't read much into this one uh, this week, but I can definitely pull up some more information for you if you want. <laughs> no, your informa- your more information is what leads me astray. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second one is Denver Broncos fan in tor- turmoil after painting over rivals Las Vegas Raiders logo on home stadium. Yeah, okay, go on. Uh, you want more about that or you want the next story? Uh, next story. Next story is uh, football referee yellow cards Kaka then take selfie with Brazilian legend. Mm. Kaka, that's Kaka, tricky. Does Kaka still play? It's a very specific reference. If he doesn't, that's a very, very well thought out furphy. If he doesn't, um. Because I remember playing FIFA, like FIFA maybe 2011, and I'm pretty sure Kaka was playing back then. Mm-hmm. And I think he'd been around for a while by that point, but honestly, all of those FIFA games are exactly the same. It could have been any of them. This is true. Um, I can give you extra information on any of these if you guys want anything. I'm also just trying to think, like rack my brains. If I can, I can let you know that the uh, legendary skateboarder that teamed up with Liquid Death was Tony Hawk. Oh. Well, he's the only one I actually know of, so... <laughs> Come on, Ben Majera was a skateboarder back in the day. Chad Muska? Yeah, the, the only, yeah, Chad Chad Muska. Only, the only person who I associate, or the only thing I associate with Ben Majera is a purple Lamborghini, so... <laughs> shows how classy I am. Have you seen him lately? He looks like his dad. He's so fat now. He looks like he's been rear-ended by a planet. (laughs) Yes, yes, he does. And then he ate the planet afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) Are you planet-shaming Bam Majira? (laughs) Is it wrong to do that? (laughs) He eats a planet? (laughs) What was the... Was it a DC villain that ate planets? Um, 
I know that there was a there was a transformer, there was a world devourer. Oh, maybe I don't know. Anyway, I'm getting way too off topic. This tan- <laughs> tangent has turned into a tangent. So it's good. Let's get Tom, back would you here. read the first one again, please? Okay, so legendary skateboarder teamed up with drinks manufacturer Liquid Death to make a limited edition run of skateboards. Mm. Um, and what was number two? Number two was Denver Broncos fan in turmoil after painting over rival Las Vegas Raiders logo on home stadium. So, um, See, my first thought when I heard that one was like, I'm not sure that the Las Vegas team is the Raiders, but then now I'm thinking that I might have been thinking of the Canberra Raiders. So it could be the Las Vegas Raiders. Canberra is obviously a different sport in a different country. Um, a little bit more on that one is Wesley Bronson, age 27, was arrested and is being charged for defacing public property as Raiders press t- charges for damages. Bronson is currently being held by local authorities and is conferring with his lawyer. In a statement, he said it was a dare and he'd gladly do it again. (laughs) Oh, what a mad lad. All right, so... (laughs) My bet is the Furphy is number two. Yeah, I was thinking number two as well, actually. I feel like I should go a different number apart from number two so we have more chance of getting it, but then I feel like that's the wrong reason to go for a different number. So I think I'm going to go with number two as well, actually. You guys got me this week. You yes! Did. Ooh, yeah! <laughs> Finally! I think that's the first time I've gotten one of Tom's Furfies. This is the third time he's been on the podcast, I think, or maybe fourth. Yeah. And first third. time I've cracked one. Finally! Yes. The champion has been dethroned. He's, right. he always Every does, dog has their day. <laughs> he always does the little write-up as well afterwards that he can share, and it throws me off if, like... I don't do it because I'm lazy. <laughs> Tom goes above and beyond to lie to us. Yes, yes, I remember do. that he scrambled to get this as well, so that's why I'm impressed. Yeah. All right, would you like to go next, Michael, or do you want to go third? That's all right. I'll go now. All right, let's all hear right. it. My first one, believe it or not, man enters Ripley, uh, Ripley's Aquarium, strips naked, and jumps into a shark tank. <laughs> I mean, wow. <laughs> That sounds too crazy to not be true. <laughs> All right, yeah. continue. The second one is not so sweet trip. Two teens lick toads and break into a chocolate factory. <laughs> is the, did did the toads turn into golden tickets or <laughs> No. Unfortunately the toads were more like a third party in this entire story. <laughs> the did toads get... were the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> Nobody I cared get... about the uh the sexual assault claim against the toads, let's be honest. <laughs> did they get any of Gladi- Gladys Barajiglian's um everlasting job stoppers? <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs> Well, that's a reference to a meme that was sent in our group <laughs> chat that I cannot be bothered explaining. So let's get story number three, please. Alrighty, story number three. Woman using guns, laser, sights to play with cat, shoots friend. Ooh. <laughs> okay, that took me a second to work out what you'd actually said. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very warped sense of humor. Okay, um, hmm. I, I have you got anything that you can tell us more about the first story? So there was a man who jumped a security barrier, jumps in the water after stripping naked, and swims around for a bit. And there are people feel like filming him because there was there was actually a video to go with the story. And uh, yeah, just people people who are videotaping him, and 
I don't really know anything else about it. Went viral. All right. My... Mm. I'm going to go with another stab here. I want to go with number two again. I, I just get the feeling that it's going to be number two. Mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with number one. You're going to go with number one? Yeah. So Tom's going with Believe It or Not, and Ash is going with the Not So Sweet Trip. Yep. yep. All right. So my furphy is number two. Yeah. He's on fire. Two from two, boys. Two from two, <laughs> and they were both number two. Mm. Ooh, look at that. Two's, two's all round. All righty. So for my first round of furfies, well, of two real and one furfy, article number one, sausage vending machines are booming in Germany. <laughs> I want that to be real. <laughs> now, if Drew and or Dan were here, there would be many, many jokes made about a furphy that I'd made in a previous one about <laughs> something to do with German cannibals getting salmonella. <laughs> I can't really remember exactly what it was, but the joke continued for many podcasts afterwards. I like it. Um, all right. Article number two. Group of suspects who allegedly performed a jewellery heist officially arrested due to police overhearing one member's parrot repeating heist plans. <laughs> An article... Talk about a squealer. <laughs> article number three. Man dies after using a strong adhesive to seal penis when he couldn't find a condom. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> That was that was the news story I thought wasn't going to be podcast worthy, so I admitted it, and I am so glad that you said it. <laughs> oh, your faces when I said it as well. That was brilliant. <laughs> well, well, first of all, it's shocking. Second of all, it reminds me of this uh, lawsuit about that lady who used Tarzan's grip or some strong adhesive to lacquer back her hair, oh, yeah, I and it got that. stuck to her scalp. They had to, like, surgically remove it. <laughs> I don't think she'll ever get it off. I love one of the quotes in that article that says, man didn't have condoms, so decided to seal penis shut with glue. <laughs> Greatest thing ever. Okay. Um, ooh. Since it's a 50-50 now, um, I say we should try and come to an agreement and pick one because we're going to get it regardless if we try and divide our forces here. Uh, I want it to be the, the, the German sausages thing again, because I just think the ongoing joke would be too good to pass up. What do you think, Michael? Yeah, I'm in total agreement. I think that we should definitely choose the same one, but uh, I'm not hundred percent sure. Also, just for the record, when you had told us previous to us starting recording that you had skipped a story that you wanted to use because you thought it was too vulgar. I thought it was going to be this one. I was like, if he's not doing it, then I have to. <laughs> My man. Anyway, continue. Hey, Tom, let's go for it. Let's just do the, the German yeah. sausage vending machine. Yeah. I'm ki- Yeah, let's do it. All right. So you're saying that the sausage vending machines booming in Germany is the furphy. Yes. Yeah. Well, I can confirm that that is incorrect. No. <laughs> there was no group of suspects performing a jewelry heist busted by a parrot. That nut like, bird. Would you like to hear about the sausage vending machines? I'm, I'm invested now. Okay. Mm. So, hungry Germans craving a sausage in the dead of night are increasingly turning to vending machines for their bratwurst, bockwurst, and barbecue meats. 
I don't know about you, but if I'm absolutely soaked after a night of drinking, I could not imagine anything better than finding a vending machine that gives yeah. out like If you're in the city and you're about to get the train home, you're like, oh, hang on a second, go buy a fucking sausage. Hold the train! The machines are booming outside German cities where shops are less likely to stay open for long hours. Especially in structurally weak rural areas, vending machine solutions becoming increasingly pop- popular, says Heik Richter, an industry spokesperson. That's got to be one of the most German names I've ever heard. And honestly, it is just a downright ingenious way. Like, we all come from small-ish country towns, and, um, you know, there's not really much open when it hits a certain point down here. Absolutely that is not. a genius way of getting around it. Now they just need to open like a heated one that does just sells full kebabs. <laughs> <laughs> There's one man inside there with like tiny little, um, you know, utensils to chop up right. the meats. I'll and also stuff. give a quick read to some of the details of the glue one. So a 25-year man has allegedly died after using epoxy adhesive instead of a condom. Salman Mirza was attending a hotel on June 22nd. Hey, day before my birthday. With to hook up with his former fiance when he realized he had forgotten to bring some protection. I wonder if she's former because he died, he died? or be, they broke up before he died. The couple from Fate Wadi, I'm not going to say that because I'm going to butcher that, decided to use a strong adhesive to seal off Salomon's penis. Sounds like sepsis. He definitely died of As sepsis. Contraception, <laughs> but he was later found unconscious in the hotel room by his friend. He was admitted to the hospital where his condition deteriorated and he died. During that a forensic a examination, it was determined the cause of death was makeshift contraception. That's an interesting cause of death. Surely that's, that's the a- first case of that happening. You'd think so, but I bet you it's not. People are weird. True. So you seem to have passed out through the lack of blood. We found 80% of your body, 80% of your blood stuck inside your penis. <laughs> All right, Tom, can we get your second right. round, please? Righty-ho. Um, first uh, headline is, Baby on Nirvana's Nevermind cover sues band for alleged child pornography. Child pornography. Uh, yeah, right. The second one is, China is creating a karaoke blacklist. <laughs> okay, can I just be the first to say that every single karaoke bar ever needs that? <laughs> just a quick question. What do you mean by that? I assume it uh, means like banning songs. Yes, there is um, a certain list of songs China is compiling that will uh, be outlawed for use in karaoke bars. There, um, it's. I think they've said they've got fines. Yeah, they're, they're issuing going to be setting up and issuing fines for um, places that do not adhere to the blacklist. <laughs> oh, I see. Amazing. I thought that they were blacklisting certain people from singing. <laughs> no, 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 the songs themselves. So we just need to um, blacklist every cold chisel song at every Australian pub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can't get rid of Smash Mouth, though. What a legend. So Okay, cold, uh, cold chisel and Oasis, and then I'm fine with the rest. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and mm. lastly... Keith Richards has COVID test after band member passes test positive for Delta strain. Ooh. Okay, so for one reason or another, I know one of them that you've said is true. I'm not going to tell Michael which one it is. 
It's the Nirvana cover. Oh, there you go. That <laughs> one's you. fairly widespread. And I thought, you know, this might be a good point and topic for us all to discuss because we'd probably all have our views on this. I mm. think... Okay, we'll talk about this after the furphy. Um, so it's either between... Keith Richards, or what was the other one again? Sorry, the uh, karaoke blacklist. Oh, karaoke blacklist. I certainly hope that that one is true, but I feel like China are probably more likely to not find people, but take them to concentration camps. <laughs> oh, come on, <laughs> not getting political or anything, but they're not Uyghurs. Come on. Ooh, jeez. Okay. Um. Well, I definitely I heard about. Is it Charlie Watkins? Was that his name? The drummer, yeah. Yeah, I heard about him dying, and I can't. I didn't. I don't remember hearing a cause of death, but I definitely heard about him dying. I don't know if he had COVID or not. I think the, the noose is slowly tightening around Tom. Didn't hear anything <laughs> about Keith Richards. I think this is kind of an after effect of what's happened. I think after you know. We all know Keith Richards will be around forever and forever, so this won't be an issue for him. But I think that, you know, the the question of morality <laughs> when immortal. it pops up. Exactly. It'll be him and the cockroaches after nuclear war. <laughs> so I'll still be around. <laughs> yeah, you'd find him scampering under the fridge. But I think, you know, when one of your, your, your close friends dies that you've spent, you know, most of your life with, the you know, the question of morality pops up. And um, yeah, I think that's right. what led I'm going to go with that one is the Furphy, but simply because I want the China Blacklist karaoke one to be true, because I think that should be adopted by every karaoke <laughs> bar. It should just be like nationwide. The UN should implement this. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> All right. What about you, Michael? Mm. Which one are you going to go for? Oh, I honestly think that the Furphy is the, the Chinese Blacklisting karaoke songs. Well, Not for the sake of difference, but purely for the sake that I think that would be something, only because I know more Japanese people than I do Chinese people, but I think that that's something that, uh, I think that's something that Japanese people would do more so than what Chinese would. Yeah, that's fair. I can tell you that the furphy is Keith Richards has COVID-19. Yes! Fuck so yes, China! <laughs> Three for three so far. Three for three, and you didn't get mine. Mm. I could be going for the clean sweep here. <laughs> Just don't let it get to your head, otherwise you'll have to manufacture all your doors like Tom does. <laughs> well, Tom's got the tools for it, so I can just borrow them when I get there. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, that still makes me sad to hear. <laughs> I'm sorry, baby. All right. all right, Michael, let's get your second round as well, please. Easy as. So number one. Hypnotist David Days knocked out during show, leaving three, leaving three, uh, hypnotized. Ooh, okay. All right. Number two, flying bear kills two Canadians in freak crash. <laughs> so is the bear capable of flight or was it like thrown from something? <laughs> All it right, was driving. So there, were, there were two cars involved. <laughs> it hits the first, flies into the windscreen of the other. Right, okay. Hence the title Flying Bear. That sounds like a very, very Canadian thing to happen. So definitely mm. plausible. All right, number three, please. 
Geronimo, more like Geronimo, no. 5% of bungee cords will fail. Oh, that's very blunt. Okay. Um, hmm. Okay. Ooh, Would you like see. to know anything interesting about any of them? I want to know more, more about the flying bear. <laughs> All right. So there was a black bear just doing its foraging day-to-day -day business walks onto one of the streets, gets hit by a car, and this 440-pound black bear gets booted from one car into the windshield, which then goes through the windshield, takes out two people, obviously, regrettably, and then goes back through, out the windshield, oh, sorry, the back shield of the other car. So it purely, like, goes straight through. Whoa. <laughs> oh, there we are. <laughs> Purple snake. Uh, For some reason, I felt that coming. I don't know why. <laughs> I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Yep. <laughs> well, do you have any thoughts straight off, Tom? Um, I feel like the five percent of bungee cords is very real. Like, I've recently done a lot of testing with uh, height and safety things, and um, that is probably a fairly safe statistic to think it would be real well what they've written is a new report shows that epdm rubber bungee cables manufactured in early 2020 have a inlaid that have been inlaid with inferior rubble rubber have have been used to save costs as tourists trade plummet due to pandemic Oof. yeah well, i guess that so. makes sense uh what it, one are you gonna it, go with tom in my opinion, it's one or two, but I just, I want the furphy to be the bear. You want the I furphy to be the bear? I don't want people killed by a, a booted flying black bear, and I think that it's just too big to fit through a car. Okay, so I'm also going to go with the bear, but I think, I could be wrong in saying this. This could be a very uneducated reason to go for this, but I don't think they have black bears in Canada. I think they're just brown bears. I could be very wrong though, so I'm gonna go with the bear. You may have caught me out for that. Ooh, Ooh but you haven't because it was the Geronimo oh, no. more than like No. Wow. I was gonna okay. go with that just because of the terrible pun in the title. I was like, that seems like a very Michael thing to write. It absolutely <laughs> is. You've learnt your lesson, fair deuce. But I just, yeah, I didn't know they had black bears in Canada. There you go. Well. I didn't get the clean sweep, but that's okay because that was an excellent lie. That was okay, a good... Daddy Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> Cash money wallets. <laughs> All right. For the final round. Okay. Sorry, I just need to burp. Oh, that. This oh, there we are. Delicious bar drink got me good. <laughs> okay. Article number one. Low magnitude earthquake in Japan lead... Oh, pardon me. Excuse <laughs> you. Low magnitude earthquake in Japan causes little damage but leaves famous statue in rude pose. Uh, article number two. Belgian woman wants to marry chimpanzee in zoo, citing he loves me. And article number three. Dog carving glows gold from people petting it thousands of times. Ooh. 
you're playing with my emotions here. <laughs> all right, all right. So I must make an. Uh, I must admit something. I know that number two is real. <laughs> she had a, she I had a, I was the Belgian woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Belgian woman had a four-year affair with the monkey. Right. Well, what? I haven't actually read into that article yet. So I didn't know that. <laughs> wow. Okay. I know that's highly specific. I know it's your story, but I just need to put that out there. Okay, so one or one or three. Um, hmm. Can you tell me more about uh, new story number one, please, sir? Yeah, I want to know what kind of pose it's in. Okay. I have a funny feeling that it's going to be like just leaning against something. Like its face is going to be in the other statue's like breasts or crutch or something. No, That's... so it's facing in one way and there's a planet behind it. So what <laughs> it is, is I've only sort of brief, <laughs> I've only briefly, like I've barely looked at any of these articles. So what it is was it was a, a statue of a person with their hand out and it's crumbled away all of the fingers except the middle finger. Ooh. But the hand, it's, it says rude. It's like kind of clickbaity because he's got his hand facing like palm out. So the middle finger is actually facing his own face. That's more like a, I know you are, but what am I kind of feel? (laughs) All right. All right. And sorry, can you just remind me what the the last one was? Uh, The last one was dog carving glows gold from people petting it thousands of times. See, I just, I want to think that that's the furphy because you know, and we know how much you like animals and people petting that just makes sense. You know? <laughs> well, it could... I, I imagine it's, like, really old and the gold is kind of, like, more semi-oxified on the outside. So the more that people touch it, the more it degrades from, like, the oils on the skin and such. So I'm feeling... I'm leaning more so towards the statue in the rude position. Nah, I'm going to talk. I think that he's trying to trick me into not picking it because I listened to last episode. I, I knew how he double bluffed you the whole time. <laughs> you yeah. think I brought out the same tactics? Probably. Oh, absolutely. Probably. Hey, you're trying to work. double bluff me. All right, I'm so holding my ground. Michael's locking in the rude statue, and Tom's locking in the dog. Yep. I can confirm that the furphy was the rude statue. <laughs> oh no. So I mean, I'm glad. I tell I'm glad. You. So the dog carving. Uh, sorry, this is from the Daily Star. All across the world, there are statues and sculptures that are believed to bring significance if you touch them. One very special and popular statue is that of Saint John of Nepomuk. He's famous for its glowing gold dog. The carving of an unknown pup has received thousands of pats from loving hands over the years, leaving it with a metallic glow. Allegedly, the good boy brings luck, fortune, and forgiveness to those that touch it. Uh, it goes on to say more about it's in it's in Prague, but yeah, it says more and there's some pictures of it. The pictures are actually really cool because like everything else is yeah sort of like black and then that's like sort of glowing gold. It's it is really cool. Wow, but yeah, I, like, I'm really happy about that. I <laughs> am glad. And where can I buy my ticket? And when does Australia? <laughs> open? I need some prosperity. Need to get I'm going first. Here. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our furfies. I think I want to take a step back and have a chat with what Tom was wanting to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah, that's right, about the about the naked baby. Yeah. Mm. So um, I'm not sure how much you guys have read into this, but, I mean, 
I'm I'm a normal everyday kind of guy. I got into Nirvana when I was in high school, all that kind of stuff. Now this guy is going along and saying that um, his parents didn't authorize the use of that photo for the for the album art, but this guy has recreated that same photo multiple times. He is clothed, but he's also got a Nevermind tattoo on his chest. Now this to me just seems like a big. Uh, grab for cash I would honestly agree I think that I've heard interviews with this guy when he's talked about he's kind of like almost bragging about being the guy in the cover because why wouldn't you if it was you yeah um, but I do also think that apparently they were paid like $200 for the photo initially and that was it and then this photo is like one of the most iconic images of all time you imagine that they made quite a bit of money off of merch and everything for it they probably should get a bit of money like I don't know how much they should get. They should get some form of royalty. $200 is obviously not a, an amount that they should have been, but like it should have been much higher. But like, again, as well, like the child pornography thing, I think it's like, that's a bit of a stretch. Royalties, yeah. maybe. Child pornography, I think, is a big stretch. And they didn't know how big they were going to be. They yeah, didn't know no, how I much they were going to explode. Well. So perhaps 200 bucks is all they could afford. And, you know, like, I can understand if there was no, like, legally binding contract signed or handed to and from, from, you know, the parties involved, he has some form of a case. But to get this far in, like, he's, what, late 20s now? And to only just be attacking it now after doing all these things and be really proud of it seems like it's just insulting to the remaining members. If I could put my two cents in, similar to an investment, uh, and to differentiate from that investment, you're essentially making a a transaction of goods for services. So the actual goods themselves is, and I don't mean goods in a a weird (laughs) way, but that image image is basically a, a part of a transaction. And that transaction is finite the moment the money's transferred over. It's not an investment where it grows over time. So that's something which basically stays in place. It doesn't have any growth from there at the end of the transaction. So as far as like the child pornography stuff is concerned, I wouldn't necessarily agree only because of the fact that it was done for a specific purpose. It's a baby. Like as far as I'm concerned, there's no way that you can sexually explicit that kind of image. It's done for the purpose of art. And I'm not going to go into the politics of, you know, what is art and what isn't. But in the same way, I believe that the the transaction has already been done, that he realizes that. So he's going on a different kind of avenue, which is I'm going to sue them for something which is going to push the push that letter down the road to the point where maybe it'll have an outcome. Maybe it won't, but he's willing to take that risk. Yeah, I think that, like, whatever way you look at it, it's just this guy wants to get some money out of them. It might yeah. be like, I think the issue with it saying it's a transaction is probably there was no actual official transaction. It was probably just, like, money over hands. So my guy was like, yeah, I'll give you a couple hundred bucks to take a picture of your baby for this album cover. And this guy was probably like, yeah, cool. He so no... into a swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> Can he swim? <laughs> um... Do you know who took the photo? Uh, not a clue. Apparently, it was one of the father's mates. I heard an interview about this. It was actually on the Ben and Liam podcast. They talked about it. Um, anyway, 
I think that, yeah, like, whatever way you look at it, there's probably no, like, official way he could have tried to get money from them without going down yeah. this avenue. And I think that, like, they... I don't know. I don't actually know what has happened if there was any communication before this legal suit was launched. I imagine that there probably was, and Nirvana basically said, no, we're not going to give you any money. And I think that that's probably a bit unfair. He's probably... Like, you'd think that considering it's one of the most iconic images of all time, they probably made a lot of money from said image that they could get... Like, it doesn't have to be a lot, but at least something would be nice. Would yeah. you would you suggest that like saying a certain amount of sales from that album should be pushed forward to that person? I don't even know so much about the album. I think it's more to do with the merch because that picture you see it on t-shirts and posters and shit all the time. And imagine if you were that guy, you'd be walking down the street and you just see somebody wearing that and be like, "Oh, that that's me on that on that t-shirt." That I don't know that like I'd say it'd be frustrating maybe. Considering you got nothing for it and it is everywhere. Yeah, I, I, I get where he's coming from, but I feel like there's probably a much more subtle and easier way that they could have gone about it. It's an interesting thing, especially when you see, um, you know, child stars from other franchises. There was, there's been a photo circulating uh, recently of the guy that played Sam in Lord of the Rings and his wife at the end of that, Rosie, and their daughter... They've just recently taken photos of her graduating college and things like that. So I think, you know, some people really do invest time and things like that. And, you know, children that don't really have a say in contracts and things like that that happened when they were young. But um, it, it could just be that, you know, the, the surviving uh, members of Nirvana don't really get a say because maybe Francis or, you know, Courtney Love are the ones that are in control of the the legacy that, you know, Kurt left behind. Does seem like a very Courtney Love thing to do as well, doesn't it? <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that's that's just, you know, I wanted to bring that up and have a discussion about it. That's yeah, all. It's, it's really hard when you don't really know, like, the inner workings of what's going on, like whether there was talk before, or if he wanted some form of royalty before they launched this lawsuit it, it's it's hard to know i haven't done much research maybe there is information out there i don't know though because i haven't looked into it. it it's hard to tell it's hard to know if he wants royalties if he just wants money if he wants attention who knows yeah it is it is it's a tough one every like it's a very it's an opinion piece everybody's going to have their own take on exactly what like why it might be happening what he should get for it and I don't think there's any right answer. Depends on why he's doing it, I guess. And we'll probably never know. So, yeah. Well, think about it this way. The right answer will only come at the end. And the end will be determined by the winners. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, there we are. <laughs> if you went first, are. you're last. <laughs> All right. And I guess there's something else I wanted to talk about very briefly, just because I wanted to discuss you guys quickly. Yeah. So, tell oh. <laughs> This is just just, so just butter me up. Let's go. <laughs> this is just something that happened today that I feel like I need to share with people because it was disgusting. So mm. I got home from work today. My sink in my bathroom has not been draining properly. Ooh, spicy. And it's like it's you sort of like put you just use water and it sort of like fills up the sink a bit and you have to like turn the water off and it'll drain slowly and you're like, well, something looks like you need the turbo snake. <laughs> something's not <laughs> right there. I knew it was. It's been like it for a couple of weeks now. And anyway. The other night, 
<laughs> so I was brushing my teeth and I spat the toothpaste out of the end and I was like looking down the drain hole in the sink and I could see <laughs> when the like the what eyes I, looking back yeah, at you. <laughs> there was a hand reaching up. No. Um when I spat it was like draining down the plug hole in the sink. And um, instead of just going like straight down, I could see the toothpaste actually like gathering on something <laughs> underneath the plug hole. And I was oh, like, yeah, keep going. okay, that's not right. I need to fix this. So today when I got home from work, I took, down, took out the U-bends from below the sink so I could clean it out. And oh my God, coming out, it wasn't actually even in the U-bend, it was before the U-bend, it was just at the bottom of the plug, which is why I could see the toothpaste gathering before it drained down. Oof. I don't even know what you would call it, some unholy amalgamation of what looked like mucus, bile, and I don't know, radioactive waste? <laughs> Did you drink it? I basically yeah, had a it's child. In, it's in. Uh, I've got it cooking at the moment. It's in a um in the slow cooker. <laughs> um, <laughs> Your child? Yeah, both. <laughs> um, oh. no, it was absolutely feral. I had to like go and put on gloves, and I was like pulling it out with my hands, oh. and it was like I had to like I could I was breathing through my mouth and only just slightly because the smell was abhorrent, and like I think I've got a pretty strong stomach. I was like full on gagging. And it, <laughs> the texture of it, it felt so like sludgy as well. And there was a lot of hair in it. It was just a bad time. <laughs> I have a question for you, Ash. Yep. Is this the one in, is this the shared, but do you have a shared bathroom or do you have a singular? So my room has an ensuite and it was in the ensuite bathroom. And it, yeah. Ooh. Most people like their, their own brand. Failed experiment. Uh, their own br- it depends if I can even say that that was mine. <laughs> I don't even know what it was. It looked like, I don't know, somebody had emptied their organs into the sink and put them through a blender first. It was disgusting. <laughs> but yeah, you I just wanted to say. share that with you guys because it was something gross that happened today and I wanted to discuss you before we finish up today. That's right. You know what they say, in for a penny, in for a pound. So generally when I'm at work, because I work in hospitality as a barista, nothing too special, nothing too fancy. But every now and then I have to get my hands dirty. And uh, I have a specialized jug rinser. You turn the jug upside down. When you've got your milk in it, you press it down, it shoots jets of water straight up in the jug. Pretty, you know, space-age, you, you know, sit on tricky it? kind of... Like a bidet. Oh, not, not yet. It's like a bidet, but you don't <laughs> sit on it, Ash. <laughs> But naturally, with something which pours water into a certain basin, it has a U-bend under it. Now, I don't know about you, but whenever you empty milk into a basin, and it's solely used for the purpose of milk, eventually you have to clean it out. Do you do you collect the cheese that you find? <laughs> Absolutely. It's... Uh, that it's should Michael's be like blue vein. Wouldn't be cheese. It'd be limestone by the time you get to it. <laughs> you no, could use that as a baseball bat. At you end. It's my special brand of blue cheese. It's great. <laughs> On sale it's... in Geelong. Get it now. I only have one word to describe it, and it is pungent. Well, Ooh. I mean, I got that from mine, and mine wasn't milk-based, so I imagine yours would have been so much worse. The oh, yeah. welcome to the make it stink. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Welcome to the Masters League. All right, so we've been going for about 
nearly 50 minutes, which is a good amount. I can't remember if we had time at the start before we actually did podcasts, so it might be shorter than that. I don't know. Anyway, at the end of the podcast, we normally try to impress the rep. We didn't do it last week. We're actually not going to do it again this week just for time constraints and because it's Michael's first episode. So we won't force him to talk to someone he doesn't know, especially with COVID and everything. We don't want to get him in someone, some random person's face. So get me in someone. so with that i think we'll end it there so thanks for coming down to the bar guys and hope to see you again next time if you're available cheers cheers thanks for having us man no worries and farewell friends bye crack and furfies is lovingly crafted and recorded in the southeast of south australia the show is produced and hosted by me drew agnew and my co-hosts are ash wallace Daniel Treadray and Thomas McRobert. If you enjoy my work here as well as on my other podcasts, The House of Mario, Encore at The House of Mario and A Drew Story, help spread the word by sharing us with a mate or leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you'd like to show further support and help me achieve my goal of freeing up one working day a week to spend more time refining and creating podcasts, please consider checking out patreon.com slash where for only $1, you get access to my secret recordings where I share everything behind the scenes. A big thank you to the legend DJ for supporting the content at the podcast producer level on Patreon. From the bottom of my heart, thank you.